Hello, everyone. Uh, and today we have John with us. John is a Palestinian activist who lives in the UK. Uh, he has a very long and interesting story that I think we would like to hear, and he's going to tell us this evening. Um, I know John personally is a, a, an old friend of mine, I suppose, and I'm very interested to actually hear a bit more detail about his um, his life uh, and his his perspective on the Palestine-Israel conflict. So um, thank you, John, for joining us. It's great to see you, John. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. And um, so, John, I think there's a lot to unpack with a conversation about Palestine and the conflict. Um, you know, I don't think we can cover everything. You would need hours and hours of discussion to understand the history uh, and some of the characters and some of the organizations. So I think we'll, we'll talk about the current situation a bit later. I think we'd like to begin with your story itself. So where in Palestine are you from and uh, a bit about your upbringing? Well, uh, actually, uh, my family come from uh, a little town called Luda, which is uh, now uh, Tel Aviv, where they have their uh, airport actually built in the ruin of my uh, village, you know. And uh, 1948, my family forced out of uh, Palestine, 1948, and I've been refugees in uh, Gaza. You know, uh, one of the refugee camp called Beach Camp. And at that time, uh, obviously, uh, my uh, father was giving a task to run the United Nations operations in the Gaza Strip. Uh, was a mandate by United Nations. So um, I was between uh, the States and uh, Gaza due to my uh, other job. Hmm. Yeah. And then, but so I you grew, up, you grew up then once you moved away from, uh, sorry, get the name there, Lubna, is that right? Uh, sorry? The name of the village, sorry, was it Lubna? It's Luda, Luda. Luda, Luda, okay. Yeah, Luda, yeah, Luda, yeah, yeah. So you then grew up in Gaza once you moved from Luda? Yes, uh, obviously, uh, I don't grow up because I actually born in Gaza at that time. And then uh, when my dad got the job by United Nations, I was uh, commuted between the States and Gaza. But most of the time, I stayed in Gaza. Uh, when I grew up, I stayed more in, in the States, studied mm -hmm. there and uh, grew up in uh, between Chicago and Ohio. Mm -hmm. And then in 1987, uh, the uh, situation changed completely in December 1987, December 8, where the uh, first Intifada started. Intifada means uprising, Palestinian yeah. uprising in Gaza and West Bank. And what happened that uh, morning? Uh, as you know, most of the uh, laborers uh, work inside the 1948 occupied Palestine mm -hmm. by the uh, construction business. And uh, while the workers coming back from uh, Tel Aviv, uh, and Palestinian uh, bus, an Israeli uh, truck, truck driver, uh, deliberately uh, stopped in the middle of the road and uh, collided face to face with that bus. And then he came out of his bus to a car, was actually uh, parked on the side of the road, 
and take the car and run away. Obviously, if this is a local uh, Palestinian coming back to the street, if this was a normal accident, the driver will not uh, really organize a little car waiting for him, mm. leaving, leaving his truck and run away from that truck to a car waiting for him and escape the scene, you know? So that scene where the Palestinians are deliberately attacked, okay? What happened then, those Palestinians who got killed and injured in the hospital, they come from different parts of the Strip, mm-hmm. Gaza Strip. So uh, let's say one person was from Rafah city, also some, one person from Jabalia refugee camp died. Mm-hmm. Each city and each camp, or each little town had the demonstrations, mm. you know. So at that time, uh, the so-called peacemaker, <laughs> criminal Rabin, mm-hmm. actually uh, decided to uh, respond by using uh, force. So was that the Israeli leader at the time? Israeli def- defense minister at that time. Yeah. Got you. Okay. Yeah. So at the same time, all these people was taken to a, a main big hospital in Gaza City called Al Shifa Hospital. Okay, uh, they had a big list there of who died, who got injured. So the, those people who, the families, mothers and fathers, uh, went to the hospital, end up taking their kids back, dead bodies, to to bury them in that town. And each town they got a, a body or two. Obviously, uh, they have a big demonstrations against the occupation, and then they were sent a force. And during that uh, attack back against the Palestinians, more Palestinians were killed. So basically, the demonstration uh, and the resistance of the occupiers, obviously intense resistance, and they spread from Gaza to West Bank. Mm-hmm. And that's what they call it, Palestinian Intifada. Mm-hmm. At that time, I was giving a job to cover the Gaza West Bank for NBC. NBC in the American TV. News, news. Yeah, yeah. So I was mm-hmm. traveling from Gaza to uh, West Bank and uh, attending uh, demonstrations and areas with the clashes with the Zionist uh, army. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was seeing a lot of the crimes and torture. And one of the main uh, thing I've done actually, uh, it was in. Uh, outside the little uh, camp called Jenin camp in West Bank. Mm-hmm. And the uh, Palestinian youth was throwing stones at the Zionist uh, army, and then they've been ambushed by the army. One of them tried to escape. He ended up going down in the valley. So he was cut off from the, from the camp where he was supposed to run to the camp to hide mm-hmm. within the population. He was actually uh, stray from the camp to the bottom of the valley. They chased him there, and nearly 11 soldiers was picking up stones and breaking his arms. Wow. I, yeah, I did take that footage and was actually aired the same evening. Mm. That's caused an argument, well, that's caused an anger by the Zionists, you know, mm. and uh, they start looking for me, obviously, because they're angry, because that's a brutal, you know, one mm-hmm. young, young one young man, about maybe 18, 20, being attacked by 11 soldiers, uh, 
by picking up stones and breaking his mm. arms mm. and shoulders. Mm. And that obviously this uh, uh, the only the only democratic state in Middle East, the only lovely human rights uh, guardians, mm. you know, mm -hmm. to commit such crimes. And that's where, where Shimon Peres, at that time, he came out and he said, our main enemy is a camera. Mm. So he wanted the crime to be committed in the dark. Right. You know, because uh, don't forget, to, uh, there is 4 billion years, uh, sorry, $4 billion goes every year mm -hmm. to maintain the illegal Zionist occupation mm -hmm. and to have the Americans watching, you know, the Zionist army attacking one youth, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, that was really uh, where it triggers my situation where I became wanted. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was difficult for them to to take action such as arrests because uh, American media and I'm, an, I'm a citizen of the state at that time. Mm. So uh, the best solution is to uh, to kill me, mm -hmm. you know, and how to do it when I appear in area where clashes, they will shoot me and say, well, my mistake, we were mm -hmm. shooting at uh, Palestinian throwing stones. And that's what happened lately with Shirin Abu Akleh from the, yes. uh, uh, the well, Zira. Zira, you know. So uh, she was not lucky. I was lucky because uh, in the entire 1988, yeah, December uh, 87, the Palestinian Intifada started. 1988, uh, one year I was shot four times. Four times. Four times, different times. And one of them actually uh, missed the heart by half a centi. Jeez. You know, I have a, a scar in my back with about uh, nine pieces of metal. Wow. You know, fragmented uh, bullets. They used uh, every uh, bullet. They used every uh, method of uh, crimes. To, and they shot you sort of while you were filming? Um, yes, or, yes, yeah. yes, yes. But then that uh, if, if I got killed, that would be justified that uh, it was actually a mistake because we are shooting at the youth who were endangering the life of the uh, well-equipped Zionist soldier mm. with, uh, with the stones and uh, you became a history, you know. So uh, in uh, this situation, I... Uh, I got in touch with uh, one very lovely uh, woman. She was a solicitor, an Israeli solicitor, Tamara Belik, and she told me that uh, because they have access, they are treated different than the Palestinians, Israeli uh, solicitors. You know, uh, she said, uh, "I really think the best thing to do you must leave because they put you on the list to kill you." Mm. You know, mm. so we. Uh, made a deal uh, through her for deportation, means I leave and never come back. Mm. In August uh, 1989, I left the country I, uh, to the States. I've never been back to that country wow. since 19, well, August 30, 1989. 1989. Yeah, so that's the way I, I escaped, mm. you know. 
other one which is I've said the more is I uh, I done a joint uh, uh, book with uh, an Israeli ex-Israeli soldier who became anti-occupation. Mm. Yeah, uh, called Yoram Benor, and mm-hmm. uh, the title of the book was "My Enemy Myself." Mm-hmm. Right, and just to explain the idea of the title, "My Enemy Myself," yeah. it's uh, a copycat of a um, black, uh, of sorry, a German, white German uh, individual who decided to work in the German factory, mm-hmm. but he painted himself black completely you trying mm-hmm. to obviously write about racism in germany that mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. Uh, he died from that chemical he used later i see but he wrote a book uh, called <laughs> called uh, black, no he called uh, the title of the book is black like me right but okay. we use the same tactic of uh, oh. so, okay so what happened is the Yoram uh, somehow he was a well, Russian background, his dad Russian, mm-hmm. but uh, his Arabic was nearly uh, 99.9. And why, right. his, why his Arabic was, I hope, stop me if I stray, uh, you know. Because no, no, it's fine, you, you're fine, this is good. Yeah, yeah. I'm old man, I start talking about maybe. Uh, three, <laughs> no, no, I, it's very interesting. I, I, I'm yeah. following, I think I'll yeah. listen to the following. Yeah. His, his Arabic comes from, uh, if you remember, uh, 1982 the Zionist invasion of Lebanon mm-hmm. and uh, they want to use uh, uh, the same tactic which is the Reagan used in Nicaragua something called Contra so the Israelis picked up uh, an uh, ex-retired Israeli uh, sorry Lebanese uh, general called uh, uh, Saad Haddad and they created a little army for him under the Israeli supervision to attack the Palestinian resistance and the Lebanese resistance. Yoram mm. was somebody who was sent there to train these uh, traitors okay, on using guns and, and name it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he got his Arabic from that time because he spent years doing that. And then suddenly uh, something happened to him. Maybe he woke up in the morning and he noticed this wrong. He became an anti-Zionist, an anti-occupation. I worked yeah. for uh, a few uh, newspapers, and then in the end, he ended up working for Channel 12. Channel. And, I, yeah, and then I believe he left, you know, uh, I don't know what he's doing now. You know, we're not getting in touch for a long mm-hmm. time. And uh, that uh, experience that... Uh, my, uh, I mean, that's funny. His Arabic was 99.9. My Hebrew was very, very good. Right. Yeah. So I ha- he had to pose in Gaza as a, a Palestinian from America. Oh, because of his uh, accent? Or... Yeah, just in case of the, you know, right. this is, this is, this is interesting. He, he went to Jabalia camp. Jabalia camp is uh, one of the biggest camps in Gaza. Okay. Right. As Fatihi uh, Awad, who is uh, an American Palestinian, just to try to record how the Palestinians see the conflict, you know. Mm-hmm. And I had to uh, end up being in Tel Aviv, you know. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I was that time young and handsome, not, not ugly like now. 
you know. <laughs> and I had to uh, spend a, a week with uh, an Israeli woman called Mary, right? It's all design, wasn't like a co coincidence, you know. I followed her in a coffee shop for a few times, and mm -hmm. and uh, Mary, she was working in Gaza, in prison, mm -hmm. but she didn't know what my my mission, you know. Okay. And uh, she was telling about how they treat the Palestinian women, so she used to torture Palestinian ladies, you know. So just to clarify, so she was an Israeli woman working in Gaza. Yeah. Okay. At a, at the camps, at some of the the refugee camps. No, she was working in an Israeli jail, torturing Palestinian yeah, okay. women. Okay. Right. But she didn't know uh, who I am. You know, mm. she see me with a little hat. You know, she think. Are you wearing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, because you can't take a risk to uh, be exposed. Sure. You know. Sure. And uh, I I remember uh, one night uh, Yoram was in uh, Jabada camp, <laughs> and. Uh, he had a letter from Faisal Husseini. Faisal Husseini was like a Arafat ambassador to Jerusalem, in okay. a way. So Faisal gave him a letter just in case he got caught. You know, he would have to say, no, look, I'm not Mossad agent. Uh, you know, this is a letter from Faisal Husseini. I, I suppose Palestine. So I, I left him in a, a Jabala camp with a, a young artist. You know, he was staying in his house. And uh, somehow at night, the young artists, you know, the camp, the refugee camp, the small houses. Yes. So yeah. Yoram, Yoram was in the same room, uh, sleeping, and Fatih, uh, his doctor Yoram was calling himself Fatih Awad, and happened to be the artist called Fatih Gabin, famous artist in okay. refugee camp. And he heard him saying in Arabic, you know, I hope nobody will catch me, something like this. So he went and searched in his bag. Mm -hmm. And then he called me, he said, I think the man in my house, he's a Mossad agent. Mossad agent, okay. <laughs> I said, look, look, don't do anything, don't say anything. I'm coming, I was in West Bank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in Jerusalem. I said, I'm coming to see you in the morning. I went in there yeah. and he said, your friend is a Mossad agent. He was saying, I hope nobody will catch me. You know, I said, what do you mean? He said, he was saying in Arabic, you know, I said, oh, wait a minute. I went for a coffee and I yes. show him Faisal letter. Right. He said, oh, okay, okay, that's fine. It, this is the case, that's fine. So that's yeah. one, one incident, uh, Yoram nearly got maybe killed or hanged in right, Gaza, right, you know. Right, right, I yeah. Uh, I, I managed to, uh, to perform very well, you know. Yes, yes. So I just I, want to ask question about this uh, this this woman then so she she confessed to you she told you that she was torturing palestinian yeah, women she, she said that's what job that's what her job is job. you know yeah. obviously she, she didn't say uh, the message of torture but obviously mm -hmm. uh, she, you know i interrogate uh, palestinian girls and who are involved in uh, terrorist mm -hmm. uh, terrorist you know the language mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and i was like all right you know so i had to i was recording her Right, I but see. not not recording her for TV or social media. We wrote a book, so we were writing the information down. Gotcha. And and Yoram was recording people there mm -hmm. in, in Gaza, you know. And then uh, I remember uh, we take a taxi from uh, Gaza to uh, a city called Jaffa. Yeah. 
And Jaffa, there is a slave market, you know, where Palestinians, a slave market where Palestinians picked up every morning to work in construction okay. for a cheap, cheap labor. So they have a, a spot every morning, the Palestinians uh, gather there, and the Israelis come and say, I need a builder, I need whatever. Okay? Mm -hmm. So I take uh, this uh, Palestinian taxi driver, you know, who bring Palestinians from Gaza to Jaffa. And uh, I went together with you around to the airport to see how the Palestinian uh, treated in the airport, you know, especially when they have the Palestinian Gaza plate number. Mm. And the minute we arrive, they just uh, stopped us. They take me in to be interrogated why I'm there, mm -hmm. right? Uh, Fatih, which is uh, Yoram carrying a fake uh, ID, that he's mm -hmm. a Palestinian. Uh, and the Palestinian guy was tortured by the soldiers at the entrance of the airport. They make him take all his wheels off, seats off. He treated really very bad. Mm. Mm. But the good thing about it, we have a guy from uh, cameraman. We hired a cameraman from Harris. Harris is a newspaper. Newspaper, yeah. And, and he was recording everything on camera. You know, mm. couldn't, couldn't do anything to him because he was showing his, uh, obviously, a uh, Harris uh, cameraman. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, what happened when the book came out? I became wanted. The one that you wrote with the Israeli ex-Israeli yeah, soldier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I became, hmm? His name was Ben. Sorry, is that right? Or Yoram Benur. Yoram Benur. Okay, Yoram yeah. Benur. Sorry. And uh, that's where I became really uh, targeted. You know, mm. where mm. they shot me in the heart. Next one, next to my heart. Wow. You know? Did and they ever then, arrest, arrest you and, and try and interrogate you? Several times, yeah. yeah, several times, I was uh, kept in detention for uh, <laughs> for six months. Okay, six months. And you know why? Six months. I used to have a British office in Gaza. Okay, yes. at that time, the Palestinian flag is not allowed. Illegal. They would take you to jail if they find a flag. Mm. Palestinian draw them in the street, like the graffiti, they put them in the street, but you find it in your house or in your bucket, you're mm. guaranteed to go to jail. So in my office, I have a big massive flag of Italy. Okay. <laughs> because it's got the, get the same colors. Same colors, right? right, yeah. right, 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 right. So when they invaded, uh, when we did the office, they said uh, to me, oh, why you have the Italian flag? I said, because I like Italian flag. They said, no, 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 no. You wanted to uh, say that this is a Palestinian flag. I said, no, it's not. This is Italy. Anyway, <laughs> they take me. They take me to jail, and uh, three days later, I appear in front of a military judge. Mm. And my crime that I carried, a, uh, well, I had a flag in my office. My intention is to be a Palestinian flag. You know, so I asked the judge. I said to him, if the soldier came to my house or my office and he find a watermelon, you know, watermelon, can mm -hmm. can I be arrested? And he said, Are you being clever with me? I said, No, I'm asking you if the if the officer came to my house or my office, find a watermelon. See, because I was an American citizen, I can't speak more. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, can I get arrested? He said, well, explain to me. I said, because the Palestinian, sorry, the, the watermelon outside the green, and then white, the seeds are black, and inside red, this is a flag, you know. He said, uh, because you try to be a clever, I want to ask you to pay. Uh, well, today money will be like $500. Mm-hmm. I said, no. He said, why? Uh, you want to be an installment? I said, no, because I don't want to pay for your bullets, particularly Palestinians. Mm-hmm. He said, then, uh, then uh, I'll sentence you six months in the detention camp. Mm-hmm. You know, military base, you know, it's not like a jail, but uh, it's a jail. But yeah. you live in a military camp, like a military camp with uh, mm-hmm. ten, tents, military tents. Mm. And this was, this was in Negev. Negev is like a, a desert area. Negev, is, is, okay, in the desert, right? Okay, got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I met a lot of people there. I come with a lot of stories because I find a lot of youth uh, who uh, mm. arrested for throwing stones, you mm. know? Mm-hmm. And then there was accusing me of using the TV car to smuggle the, the leaflets and flags and, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there was putting all this accusation about me doing all these activities. Uh, and one of the things they want me to uh, tell them that, you know, because in 1997, when they have, uh, sorry, 87, when they have the uh, Intifada, they have an underground leadership. Yes. Nobody knows who they are. But we know who they are because we do interview them. Yeah. Uh, but we will not know where they are because when we go to a spot to interview somebody, they, 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 they will not let you know where they are. They take you in a car, you can see nothing. Right. Yeah. But they want me to uh, help them to know where they are because they know I interview these people. I said, no, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Because uh, if I do that, I two things will happen to me. One, I lose my job or trust from the local. Second, I'll be shot. Mm-hmm. Third, I will not be your traitor. You know, mm-hmm. you go, you want them go look for them. Mm-hmm. So that's where the relationship went really uh, well. It was no relationship. The attitude became really uh, very hostile. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I said to you, I was deported. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No. Yes, yeah. yeah. I was twice on uh, house arrest. Right. Yeah, you can't leave it... for six months. One was signed by uh, Rabin. One was signed by a defense minister called Moshe Arens. Right. You know, so uh, a total year, two separate uh, orders. So your uh, activity is very limited. Right, right. This is obviously in Gaza, under house arrest in Gaza, right? Yeah, yeah. So they, they could come anytime. And, if you're not and, 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 right, I see. And, and while you were either in, uh, in the camp, uh, the one in the desert, or under house arrest, or any other time, I mean, when, when the Israelis interrogated you, I assume they asked you questions at some point. What was that like? Well, number one, they're interested to know who they are, the under, under, underground leadership. Mm-hmm. You know, number two, uh, who was the activist? You know, uh, they mean military activists, people who throw cocktail Molotov, uh, yeah. you know, consider to them dangerous, mm-hmm. you know. And then uh, who is the uh, organizers? Because each camp, they have their own committee. Mm-hmm. 
you know. Mm-hmm. See, if you want to break the whole, uh, obviously, uh, process, you have to go. You can't get the, the roots, which is the the under, underground leadership. Yeah, mm. but you can defeat them by uh, control the camps and mm. arrest arrest those who incite incite, you know, yes. activities mm. uh, against the Zionist uh, army. So I will I will not really obviously give this information, and nobody will do that. Right. Not because uh, I'm a other journalist, because I'm an anti-occupation, and I, uh, I, I obviously not willing to support a legal occupation of the Palestinian land, mm-hmm. the Palestinian people. So that's I mean, two major yeah. things happen with me. Yeah, I understand. So when they when they try and when they tried to find this information out, would they threaten your family? Would they torture you? Um, did they, what kind of methods would they try and use to get okay. information? Uh, Okay, I tell you what happened. Uh, one one morning, uh, I used to receive delegations from Europe and the United States, and I used to take them to the camps like a tour. Mm-hmm. To a family lost their child or son, uh, woman, husband in jail, you know, so they can actually inter- interview these people and take info. And one morning, uh, I was I had a call from this group who said they come from Norway. Uh, said yes, they said we are five, we would like to come down and take us around to the uh, Gaza Strip. I said okay, what time we should meet? Uh, we'll meet nine o'clock, where? They said outside the United Nations uh, headquarters. But happened that United Nations headquarters in a very, very uh, uh, quiet area few houses around mm-hmm. it's nearly on the beach of the gaza strip mm-hmm. gaza city on the beach so it's an ideal place if you wanted to kidnap somebody uh, nine in the morning are likely to have any any cars coming that way only united mm-hmm. nation cars so i went there and i i was young and stupid i didn't think you know anything. So I waited, waited there and suddenly uh, an Israeli military jeep drove past me, but he must be calling the undercover, telling uh, he's there. This delegation, they asked me, how are we going to identify you? Because we're not from here. I told them, you know, I'll, I'll have a blue shirt, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Next thing, they don't show up. So I decided to walk to leave the area so I can take a taxi in the main road. The minute I left the area, a car came behind me speeding and uh, the guy in the back seat opened the door, which has hit me in the back. So I went in my face, they handcuffed me and they put a, uh, obviously a, a sack of yeah. 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 And uh, they drove, drove, drove. There was a going circuit, 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 circuit just to show that they are really very far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I know that they're not far. Mm. Uh, anyway, I, I ended up going to a little uh, city adjacent to Gaza Strip called uh, Ashkelon. Mm-hmm. And then I was taking out of a car. I could hear uh, children playing outside. Mm. It looked look like this civilian building, they have an office there within the mm-hmm. civilian building. So I was taken to this, uh, and then I was asked in the interrogation to give them information. 
and I uh, refused. They said, okay, well, nobody knows you are with us. Okay, mm -hmm. so we could shoot you and uh, spread rumors that you were killed by Fatah or by you know other Palestinian factions. Mm -hmm. And then, then everybody knows you are a traitor. Mm. You know, so the tactic was psychologically that uh, I'll be killed, not only get killed, mm -hmm. I'll be considered as a traitor for, mm -hmm. for the Israelis. Uh, so I said, no formation, I know nothing, I know this. Uh, he kept me from nearly 10 o'clock till about uh, 7 evening. Mm. But suddenly, uh, 7 evening, I was taken to another room and then I was asked to wash my face. They gave me a comb. They told me mm -hmm. it was nice, you know, because, uh, you know, I was shackled. And mm. uh, and then uh, a member of the uh, Red Cross came in and take me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Escorted me out back to mm -hmm. uh, to Gaza. Definitely. It looked like somebody uh, reported, and most likely one of the United Nations cars happened mm -hmm. to be in the area, and they reported. Uh, I mean, to be, I was known in Gaza, so uh, if mm -hmm. I get, if I get missing, you don't know that I'm missing. Right, so right. they take me back, you know, and uh, that was. Uh, only time they use really uh, severe uh, mm. tactic uh, of mm. uh, forcing me to give info. And that was actually uh, the only way, you know, for them. They think they will get info about uh, my uh, activity and who I'm dealing with. Mm. Uh, mm. I see, I see. Not, not giving any food, any drink. Yeah. Time. Uh, they were coming uh, bad cup and good cup, you know. Mm. Oh, yeah. he, want, he want to kill you and uh, yes. he want to, but we, uh, I'm trying to say, look, look, he, he would make a deal and, you know, and yeah. I, I know this tactic, obviously. Right, right, uh, right, right. This, this right. is one of the uh, uh, severe experience I, I have. Right. Uh, yeah. So I just another one then is, um, you know, over the, over the last 30 years, how uh palestine and gaza and west bank how, how they've been run has changed somewhat but uh, you know people usually talk about apartheid um and how you know the system there how it's run is an apartheid system and you talked about you know you would take a only certain taxi drivers could come out of gaza um i know obviously now that things might have changed in you know, the blockade of gaza and the mm -hmm. wall um, but this this idea of apartheid i mean i don't know if you can maybe Talk about that. How how does it play out? What does it look like? This um, the system. Well, uh, to be honest with you, uh, I was some, sometimes surprised uh, how late uh, people calling the the uh, Zionist entity as apartheid. If you look at the laws of that uh, regime from uh, day one, it is an apartheid regime. Mm. Number one. You cannot marry a Jew. Okay. That's in Gaza or in Palestine. Anyway, anyway, in Palestine, you know, uh, 1948 Palestinians who are uh, nearly 2 million people, they're not allowed mm -hmm. to marry a Jewish uh, woman. Wow. This is law. This is, this is in the parliament. Wow. And people talk about it today. This is look about 1948. We are now in 2023. You know, there's no mix uh, in schools. 
Mm. In Palestine, Palestinian 1948. When I say Palestinian 1948, means Palestinian who carry an Israeli identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they're not allowed to go to the same schools. Mm. Yeah, uh, a scholarship in universities not allowed to the Palestinians unless you are a Palestinian in 1948, uh, 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 served in the army. Mm. So first you had to go to kill people in Gaza West Bank to deserve a scholarship. Right. You know, uh, the schools. Children in schools, if you look at the uh, education from age five, Palestinian Arabs, dirty people, Arab mm. is your enemy. That's what they it's, teach them. It's there, it's there. Uh, I'm not accusing them, it's there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's still today. And and by the way, there is a woman in Oxford, she's an Israeli woman, uh, she wrote about that, about mm-hmm. the education in the, from day one to the Israeli children. Mm-hmm. Songs, songs of children saying, I want to kill an Arab. Send the yeah. Arab to the to the uh, oven. Right. Same language of the Nazis. Mm-hmm. When the Nazis you say, send the Jews to the oven. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Now, if this is not apartheid, I don't know what is this. Mm. Now, in, uh, in, in Jerusalem, for example, because it's uh, Jerusalem divided in a way, West and East. West yes. Jerusalem is uh, totally 100% Israeli. Mm. East, there are a lot of Palestinians, but there is also uh, now uh, a lot of uh, settlers uh, moving there and stealing land. Okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If, uh, if a young man like you, a Palestinian, go to the West uh, Jerusalem to a nightclub, and seen, seen with a Jewish woman, there's a group of uh, fascists, you know, they wear yellow shirts. Mm-hmm. They come and beat you up. Mm. They murder you. Mm. They're operating under the eyes of the so-called government, police. Mm. Mm. You know? That's the same thing with the black shirts, Nazis. Sure. Yeah. So if yeah. this is not a, a racism and apartheid, I don't know what they call that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the transport, Palestinians from uh, so-called Israel had a, a private uh, car plate number. Start with, mm-hmm. the, with, the, with the number nine. Mm-hmm. So they identify you, uh, you are real uh, Israeli, mm-hmm. Jew or Palestinian Israeli. Mm-hmm. So be harassed and stopped and checked, even yeah. though you. Uh, Palestinians in 1948 did not carry Israeli passport. Their passport is like an ID. Mm-hmm. So you're not citizens of that country. Right. Yeah. The budgets for uh, the cities, I'm not even talking about Gaza West Bank, to be honest with you, because mm-hmm. under military uh, regime. I'm talking about even within the so called uh, Zionist. Uh, entity, Palestinian mm-hmm. villages budget is not even 10% of the budget to next door village, which is an Israeli village. Village, Yeah, so they, they're underfunded, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. So uh, obviously uh, you have to look at it from day one, you know, and now people say go upper to height, upper to height. The only reason they trigger the issue of upper to height is the war. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Now you have roads. The uh, wall. The wall. Yeah. 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 And and now you have ro roads in West Bank. Roads for Jews. Roads for Palestinians. You cannot yeah. drive in the same road. It says yeah. big big sign. Big sign. Jewish only. Right. There's nothing hidden. It's not you know people saying. Yeah. Oh, no, I agree. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you know just... it's apartheid regime. Oh, apartheid regime. This is this big sign in Hebrew. Arabic and English, Jewish motorist only. Jewish motorists only. Yeah, yeah. and then and a separate road for Arabs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this road actually uh, built on a stolen land hmm, in the middle of beaver farms because led to the settlements. Hmm. Because hmm. if you hmm. keep, if you think about it, uh, hmm. to take a settler from a settlement to a city of Jerusalem. Uh, had to be escorted by military jeeps. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's cost. It's a cost, is it? Mm. Yeah. It's the same situation with the Algerian uh, and the French settlers in Algeria. Mm -hmm. To move yeah. from a, a, a to B, it was costing the French uh, army. In the end, they gave up mm -hmm. after years of resistance. Mm -hmm. And nearly, and nearly two million of uh, Algerian victims. So uh, to be sure they're secure to travel alone, hmm, they take all this uh, land, they build yeah. the highways, uh, and you imagine how many settlements there. We all actually uh, did a net of highways built, especially from settlements to yeah. Tel Aviv, settlements to Jerusalem. Mm. Mm. You know. And also an expense of the Palestinian farmer land, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and this is only for the to to accommodate the uh, fascist right wing mm -hmm. Jewish uh, settlers who yeah. came from Brooklyn and uh, and and uh, Europe stealing Palestinian yeah. land. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, well, what, what else in Abertahad? What else in Abertahad? We should say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and under the apartheid in South Africa, you know, that yes. time, I mean, even even uh, Desmond Toto, when he visited Palestine, he said that's worse than apartheid South Africa. Even apartheid South Africa was really bad. Yes. Yes. So car, car accident, you send the ambulance, the white uh, medic said, no, no, uh, sorry, it's a black yeah. uh, victim. Bye. It's the same thing. Israeli, yeah. Israeli medics will not pick up a Palestinian man, get injured. It, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a copycat and even mm -hmm. more to make Desmond Toto and uh, Mandela to say, yeah, and mm -hmm. Mandela son who visits mm -hmm. Palestine to say, uh, you know, we, we love uh, apartheid South Africa was nice compared to this. Yeah. Right. Well, I, there's one thing I think I do remember Desmond Tutu saying was that even under South African apartheid was there was never a wall. They never had a wall, a, a big yeah. wall like this. Yes, um, that's true. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I know that the wall is quite a recent thing. It's not necessarily from the start, 1948. But um, I, you have these turnstiles where you know you have the you have to come with your your book. Um, and in South Africa, the the the, the book, you know, you had the the pass book. Dom pass mm. was the book that every mm -hmm. every person had to carry it. But yes. if you were a black person and you were passing through a white area, and the police stopped you, you would have to. Handover, and if you didn't have a good reason to be in that area, you could be locked up and detained. So, but I, this sounds exactly like it is. Well, in the Israel. Palestinians, Palestinians carry an ID, plastic mm -hmm. card, like a, your uh, Barclays Bank. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. When you come to checkpoint, 
right? Because yeah. there's a, there's a 500 checkpoint in West Bank, right? Jesus. Which yeah. means which means if I want to travel from Birmingham mm-hmm. to Manchester, it takes me an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I want to travel under the occupation from Birmingham to Manchester, it takes me ten hours because of the stops. Queuing up, because stopping, queuing up, stopping. There, there, there is a mobile uh, checkpoint too. Means uh, Israeli jeep can be driving. Suddenly he stops. He put a checkpoint. And then what happens is you hand over that uh, card. Mm-hmm. In that card, all your information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's say your cousin was arrested for activities. He gets arrested. You get arrested, yes, because yeah, because you 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 are a cousin of a terrorist. You know, the Palestinians uh, to travel from West Bank, mm-hmm. from sorry, from uh, Jerusalem to Bethlehem, mm-hmm. it, it, twenty minutes. I traveled several times. Twenty minutes. Now it takes four hours. Jesus. They created the cages like uh, you know the cows. Yes, the the turnstile. The cattle, the cattle, yeah. the cages. Yeah. Yeah. They seen these people every day traveling. They still they ask you every day where you go, your name, your mother, your father, where you live. You know, every day they see you. Yeah. It's not like you know suddenly uh, uh, Richard come from UK to visit uh, Jerusalem. I'm gonna say, who is this Richard? Well, Richard lives there. Yeah. yeah. Probably the soldier who stopped you. Yeah. And seen you ten times before. But they make right. it difficult for you. You know, to make life so uh, miserable for the Palestinians. Yeah. This is their psychological war. Right. Psychological war- warfare against Palestinians. You know, mm-hmm. kids in the school, uh, to travel to school, right? They stop them, search their bags. They're arresting children. Here, you know, they said the human rights and children under age and mm-hmm. against Geneva uh, Convention. Geneva Convention for them is a toilet paper. Mm, right. Yeah. Right. So I don't know what what is the definition of. Uh, I mean, I wish they will have a. To be honest with you, Richard, I wish mm-hmm. they'll have a wall all the way from the sea to the border of Jordan, and we they're there, Palestinian there. They don't want to see them. They mm. they are in love with ghettos. This Zionist. In love with what? Sorry. Ghettos. Ghettos. They're being ghettos. Ghettos. Okay, ghettos. ghettos. Yeah. ghettos you know, uh, they're putting Palestinians the same. I, I said all the time. Uh, today, the Palestinians is the Jewish of yesterday, mm-hmm. and the, the so-called Israeli Jews are the Nazis, mm-hmm. the general Nazis. It's just reverse, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the psychology, it's the same thing, the same mm-hmm. language. This, they arrested a guy uh, last week. After seven days, he died in jail. Well. Sorry, uh, not seven days. He's been there for three months. Mm. That is the guy on the hunger strike, right? Yeah, yeah. But this is his fifth time hunger strike. <laughs> you know, Kadir Adnan. And they, they killed him. Mm. Yeah. This, this, is, this is what they, they uh, I mean, uh, uh, it's under the eyes of the international, so-called international yeah. community. You know, the I ICC. Mean, you heard the ICC. Yes. The, the issue right. of, they issue a joke uh, arresting Putin. Yes. You know why? Because Putin uh, was accused of removing a member of a family or a children from Ukraine to one 
the Palestinians removed daily hundreds of them, villages, you know, and the ICC yes. guy can see no that. Warrant. No arrest warrant forever, at any time, for any of them. Yeah. Where was the arrest warrant for the Israelis, right? Exactly. Yes, yes. The Palestinians uh, village called uh, Musaffar village, actually uh, in Hebron. Mm -hmm. The whole village was removed and destroyed, mm -hmm. including the mosque. Mm -hmm. I don't know the ICC guy having a, a whiskey that day or a, yeah. a <laughs> cognac. I don't know what he drinks. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, I, I'm glad you brought this up. It's a very good example of, of that's why so, yeah, and that's why South Africa put out. Mm, mm. Yes, yeah, well, she, why, why, yeah, 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 yeah. She, yeah, she well, said clearly. She said, "What about the Palestinians?" Well, well, I said, "Who? Who? We don't know. Uh, where are the Palestinians?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah. right, right. I mean, everything you've described, though. I mean, talking about the identity cards. This is almost identical to the Donbass system of South African apartheid. Yes. Talking yeah, about yeah. roads, you know, roads for Jewish only and Arabs only. Different uh, schools. Yes, yes. And yes. sort of only getting scholarships if you do certain things, not access to the same thing. But, okay, so... I, 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 I think it's something you forget, forgot to mention. Uh, yes. They commit criminal crimes that nobody ever think of. Mm -hmm. In 19, uh, 1987, sorry to, to stop you for one second. No, 1987... You know, every year in this country, we change the time, summer, winter, summer, winter. Yes. In 1987 and 1888, the Palestinians changed the time. The Israelis actually changed the time mm -hmm. from winter to summer, let's say. Yeah. Uh, a kind of a resistance to the Zionist entity, the Palestinians said, no, we're going to follow the old time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We don't tell us when to change our time. So what they were doing now in Gaza, uh, the Israelis, they're stopping people. And first thing they do, they catch you from your left hand, look at your time. So you time nine, but they're time ten. Mm -hmm. they, they hold your arm like this and break it from the elbow. Wow. This is what Rabin Balassi. Uh, Rabin Balassi. The, the, uh, what he, he got a Nobel Prize. Shimon Peres. Well, this is a famous person who they broke his arm. No, everybody. You just stop in the street. If your if your time different than their time, they broke your arm. Break down there. Yeah. Right. I interviewed a, a young man who was sitting outside his house. Okay. Yeah. And it was summer. You know, Gaza is hot in the summer. Mm -hmm. And this man, he had a tattoo here. And the tattoo happened to be a Brazilian flag. Okay. Do you believe tonight the soldiers arrested him on the spot outside his house and cut the skin? Oh, cut the tattoo off. Yeah, and I interviewed this man in, in Shifa Hospital myself. Nobody told me that. Yeah. I seen it myself. I interviewed. He told me there's a mm. witness. Uh, the neighbors mm. told me the story. Mm. I talked to different people who uh, didn't know what they're going to ask them. Mm. And ask her, what happened to this guy? Oh, the soldier done this. this and, you know, I mean, the crimes is like a yeah, these are horrendous crimes. Yeah, horrendous. yeah, yeah. That's, I just uh, thought to mention uh, the uh, mm. the time changing. Just just for the time. Yeah. No, no, it's interesting. I mean, it's interesting yeah. also that Palestinians were using the time as a way of resistance, a form of resistance. Yeah. You only see that in uh, in Western media. No. No, I mean, this is why we, particularly why I wanted to speak to you is because to hear these stories and hear this perspective and hear the... How, how, how this yeah. lovely Zionist who uh, finding a safe heaven 
escaped the Nazis, poor guys can commit such a crime. Right. You know? is, but uh, but people don't look at the back. I mean, in 1967, there's, there's an edition of the uh, New York Times. Mm-hmm. I have it somewhere in my file. Big demonstration in, in New York. Mm-hmm. What it says on the, in the banners? Be a dollar, kill an Arab. Be, be a what, sorry? Be a dollar. Pay a dollar, kill, kill an Arab. Arab. Yeah. In New York City. Jeez. In New York Times. Yeah. And people say today to me, uh, you know, the, you know, the Israelis are part of the high system. Really? Mm-hmm. You just woke up now. Yes, you only, only realize it now. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, this has been going on for 70 years. Um, ha- yeah. Yeah. Have you heard, have you heard of a guy called uh, Mick Bailey? David? Say the name again, sorry. Mick Bailey? Mick Bailey. No, no, I don't know. He, he wrote a, a book called My Father Was a General. My father was a general. Okay, you, you should interview him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, if you if you if you if you don't introduce him and he speaks, you think he's a Palestinian. Okay, but he's Israeli. He, his dad was a top general, actually. Okay, okay, I see. And I see. he's he's in California now. I can send you his link sometimes. Mm. I interviewed him one time, actually. Uh, that would be great. I, I'd love to interview him. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he talked about how the state works and, and what, what does he yes, talk about? Yes, he talked about the apartheid state. He talked about uh, himself himself as an Israeli-American visiting with the Palestinian kofia, how he's been treated. Mm-hmm. You imagine, what about the Palestinian, you know, yeah. having, a, having a flag, you know. And uh, the reason I mention him, because I want to say something to you, his, mm-hmm. uh, his sister, uh, she carried a different name because he carried her husband's name. She teaches in Oxford University, and she actually focused a lot on the Israeli education system for children. Mm-hmm. I was telling her earlier to tell them, uh, kill the Arabs and Arab enemy, or this, you know, uh, racist mm-hmm. education for children. So they, they actually uh, brainwashed the children from age five. She wrote a lot about that. This woman, that's his sister. And how Bailey became a, a supporter of Palestine, mm-hmm. his sister's daughter was killed one of the suicide, you know, suicide bombs. In right. Lisa. Yeah. And this people thought, wait a minute, there must be a reason for this to happen. We killed Palestinians, mm-hmm. Palestinians killing Israelis. So they don't take it as a, a hatred or became mm-hmm. anti-Palestinian Zionist became a friend of the Palestinians, understanding what happened. And Bell had been, for the last 20 years, activist in California and in, yeah. all over the world in support of Palestine. And lately he wrote a book, well, two years ago, he wrote a book uh, titled My uh, Father Was a General. Okay. And I, I told him, in the interview, I told him I interviewed his dad. When I was in Jerusalem, his dad was in the army. He was I killed. see. I interviewed him. And yeah. uh, he actually issued uh, arrest his father to arrest me because when I interviewed him, through a friend who knows him, he told me he can meet me in his house, right? So when I went with the TV crew to his house, I started mm-hmm. talking to him obviously in Hebrew. He had a military jacket, okay? Right, yeah. But, but the bottom was a pyjama. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I was told not to 
Enough to film the bottom half. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you're yeah. sitting behind the disc. Right, but right, I, right. I did show that, you know, and he got angry, you know. <laughs> so that was the original part was because you filmed him in his pajamas. Yeah, that 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 his father actually. You know? <laughs> so this is the father he, of the guy. In the book, he yeah. he laughed when I told him the story. He laughed. He said, uh, "I see it as a joke. I, I didn't really get angry." <laughs> he said, "I said, yeah, but he's a military man. He will not like it." I was a bad guy. I was a bad guy, so uh, yeah. I used to do bad things. <laughs> so, I've I've got some questions then. So, um, the you mentioned of well, we've discussed, of course, the apartheid system, how it works, and and various elements. So these the Arabs that get to sit in in the Neset in the Parliament. So what about these guys? What about these Arabs? What, what what's the situation there? We see the uh, the Arab and the Israeli uh, parliament, so-called Knesset. Uh, they are treated like the mayor of the city. You know, mm-hmm. uh, what the mayor actually job in in England is to be sure that people got a clean road, uh, rubbish being rubbish being removed, uh, school being running. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. these guys uh, when they get elected, I mean, other than. Uh, the, the uh, rubbish in the streets and school budget, they can't get nowhere because you talk about what? 11 seats? Mm. Right, 11, okay. Mm. 11 seats, not even 1% of the uh, 62. Right, right. So when they want to vote for anything, the parliament is a Zionist parliament, right wing. You have so-called left wing uh, merits one guy mm-hmm. Sitting, mm-hmm. sitting alone since Jesus crucifixion. He's sitting there. He said, no, 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 yes, no, no. He had no power. Right. So the alien seat became a 12 with an extra Israeli uh, uh, liberal Zionist. Mm-hmm. I can't say left wing, you know. Uh, so any proposal to be shut down. So just to understand, so it's, they have a, around 11 seats. Out of how many seats are in the Neset? Uh, 60. 60, okay, okay, yeah. right, right, good, okay. It's, it's a good number, but not good enough to pass any laws. Yeah, not, not, not enough to pass the vote, yeah. So, yeah. so carry on, go, go ahead, as yeah. you were saying. The, the, the good number to to try to uh, support certain government by saying uh, Netanyahu running for office, he's short of uh, 10 seats. We give you our seat if you give us some icy cream. Yes. You know, but 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 not like you know if you uh, ease the checkpointing Gaza West Bank if you uh, stop the settlement no it just you know uh, my my uh, my uh, my village the village needed water mm-hmm. we are in twenty twenty three now mm. the Palestinian land was occupied so called the creation of the Zionist entity nineteen forty eight yeah yeah yeah. 76 77 years yeah yeah there's some villages now in, in inside the entity palestinian villages with no water mm. with no right roads do you know some villages till today you got no electricity no electricity till now and i challenge anybody to do, who when i listen to the show hmm, to come back and say i want to challenge this man Sure, 
any information I give you, I want somebody to call you back and say, no, I want to come on the show and tell this man he's a liar. There we go. Open challenge to anyone listening. Who yes, yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> anytime. And I, I, I pay also. If you want to challenge, I pay him money too. <laughs> every time every time we find a lie, I give him £100. There we go. We'll do that. £100 for anyone who wants to debate. Yeah, if, uh, if, if, you find, if you find four, four lies, I get £400. Well, you can there get go. that. There we go. <laughs> There's your offer. open challenge for anyone there. Yeah. So, but, uh, 23, we're in 23 days, villages yeah. with no electricity, yeah. and they're supposed to be Palestinian citizens, uh, sorry, Israeli citizens. Israeli citizens, yeah. yeah, yeah Forget yeah. about their background, yeah? Yeah. It, it's just imagine my area here in Birmingham, we have a large majority of, uh, well, large minority of uh, Pakistanis, mm. British Pakistani background. Yes. Right? Imagine this area got no water. Electricity, what will happen here? This, yeah, uh, be, be a crime, maybe big, big, big haha about it. They would, uh, yeah. This country, uh, so called, uh, I don't call it a country to be honest with you, it's a Zionist settlement, Zionist settlement, right? right it's, right? it's a Zionist settlement. This Zionist entity hmm. within their own population, yeah. Okay, let me ask a question. Hmm? If you are a Palestinian teacher, want to teach in Israeli school, what are the chances? Mm. One of the requirements, did you serve the country? What do you mean? Have you listened to the army? In the army. No. The, you, you're enemy of the state. Yeah. Why, why are you enlisting the army? It's your country. Mm. See, that time became your country. You know, so uh, if you're a student, uh, you know, at the universities, as a Palestinian student, cannot have accommodation within the campus, in campus, mm -hmm. unless you have an ID that you actually serve the army. I see. So the, the, army. Conscription, the conscription serves as a way of, of controlling who can do what job. So that that's yeah. actually, in a sense, that's a, it's it's that role within the apartheid system. So. Technically, you can apply. There's no restriction if you're if you're an Arab, mm -hmm. but if you haven't done conscription, then you can't. So, because the Arabs are less likely to want to do serve in the Israeli army, mm -hmm. that's the way of regulating. Is yes. that correct? Yes, yes. Plus, plus the service will not being provided in the villages. Mm -hmm. As I said, some villages get no electricity, get no water. Mm -hmm. We will have to carry water from next uh, city and mm -hmm. big tanks. Hmm? Mm. Uh, I'm talking when I said about the campus, you cannot live in campus or get a scholarship mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because you are a traitor to the to the state, mm. you're anti-state. Why you don't invest in the army? That's why they recruit a small number of Druze. You heard of Druze? Druze, this is a, an ethnicity, uh, yes. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Arab, uh, Arab tribe, yeah, Palestinians, yeah, they mainly. They live in Middle East in Syria and Lebanon, uh -huh. but there is a group of them, uh, Palestinian Druze. Uh -huh. And uh, since the creation of this big Zionist settlement, their leadership, okay, obliged uh, to support the state. Uh -huh. But uh, years later, youth uh, like uh, I don't know if he's still alive. Or he's old now, Salman Natur who became member of the Israeli Communist Party, mm -hmm. known as Rakah before. Now they, they call it Democratic uh, 
party of uh, communist Israel, whatever. At that time, it was called Raqqa. He created uh, a new group mm -hmm. called the Initiative, the Druze Initiative, mm. and he tried to make them to leave the army. He got a little bit of success, but there is still uh, some of these people who uh, actually uh, use, still in the Israeli army. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the only reason, uh, the they give them privilege, uh, studies, uh, mm -hmm. the, the, the Druze uh, towns treated mm -hmm. like any, any Israeli town because the contribution to the army. I see, I see, I see. And because you speak, yeah. speak the Arabic, yeah. They, yeah, they send them to Gaza West Bank at that time. Yeah. Now it's West Bank yeah. to control the population on behalf of the uh, Zionist regime. Mm. Mm. I see. But they were not, uh, a lot of them left the army. They speak about how they've been discriminated I see. against them. They even, uh, one of them said uh, last year, they told him, You are a dirty Arab. Mm. Uh, and he was a member of the uh, Israeli uh, army. Yeah. His, his group, yeah. the, the officer told me, you are an dirty Arab. He left the army after that comment. He yeah. resigned from the army. So uh, just to show uh, the nature of the racist regime. No, yeah. I, I, I mean, this is the first I've heard how conscription is used um, to, to, to basically be a, a way of, of, of weeding out um, mostly yes. Arabs, I suppose. And then, of course, anyone else who doesn't want to actually serve the state will then be seen as an enemy of the state. That's that's very interesting. Yeah. Um, now, ta taxation. Uh, don't forget taxation. Taxation. Yeah, you will not pay tax. Uh, an Israeli guy will not pay tax. Israeli businessman like you. Hmm. Do you pay more tax if you're Palestinian? Yes, yes. This is in Jerusalem. The mm -hmm. old Palestinian shops, because the policy is to close you down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they call the they call the taxation system there, Arnona. Arnona. Yeah, Arnona mean the business tax, mm. you know, uh, like here, Her Majesty, whatever, Her mm. Majesty, save money, whatever you call it in this country. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And there they call it Arnona, and they come in and they actually impose a tax. Here, they tell you how much you sell a, a month mm -hmm. in, in UK, how much you pay tax. Mm -hmm. Hmm? So you, you, your accountant, Submit a report that I made yes. down in this month. You have to be thirty uh, percent. Okay. There, there's, there's a letter come to you and said you need to pay five hundred dollar, ten thousand dollar, regardless of how much you've earned. No, no, no. There's no. Uh, you just no, pay. No, you pay. They no, decide. No, you pay. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 Right. Again, again. This is strange. And a lot of your listeners will be thinking, uh, what is this guy talking about? Uh, also, we're offering a hundred dollars for somebody and to challenge that. Yeah. A lot of money to be made after you show. Uh, yeah. A lot of money, a <laughs> lot of money from Sandy. <laughs> oh, but I think you might get taxed on it, Johnny. You might get taxed. Yeah, you know? and, a, and a show, and a show uh, like this, we can debate uh, these issues. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, definitely, yeah. definitely. So if a Zionist, if a Zionist called you, uh, welcome him, please. Yes, no, no. Any Zionists are welcome to come here and debate us. <laughs> debate John. Um, so, just we, I, I actually am running out of time myself. Actually, so we might have to we might have to bring you on another time, John, to talk about more stuff. So, I, I wanted to get into um, 
into something specific about the leadership. So we talked about, you know, the guys in parliament, the guys in the, in the Knesset, the, the Arabs in the Knesset. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'll have enough time to go through the, your entire history of, of, of sort of which organization you were part of. And, and all that I think, of I think if you think you run out of time, you know, you're seeing the 14 questions, you think you're going to be done in 15 minutes, you know, yes. I, I think you need another few hours. Yes, no, exactly. I mean, we're not, we're not going to answer all of the questions we, we, we submitted to you. So I think we're going to have to go through, maybe just, we'll have to actually put some closing remarks, actually. So I think we've got about 10 more, eight more minutes that we can, we can record. Mm -hmm. um, and then okay. I'm going to have to get you on another time, John. I'll have to get you on maybe any, next time. Any, anytime, yeah, anytime. That's anytime. Fine. And, and for, your, for your free also, anytime, anytime. Yes, no, no, sure, sure, sure. So, so for, for tonight's session, let's, um, let's, let's finish with um, a question on... on um yeah just a quick thought on the the current state of actually no so let me let me rephrase that let's let's we'll, we'll talk about the politics next time let's get the, mm -hmm. uh, the question i put to you is why do you think the us has such um support for the israelis and and i'll put it to you maybe i'll answer that question a bit myself mm -hmm. if there was no suez canal do you think things would be different in palestine not really, because uh, if you think about it, as you said, we're going to talk next time with this issue, we're going to touch on the Arab regimes, mm. especially the Egyptian regime today. Mm. Yeah, mm. But the, the motive of the Americans of support Israel, okay, uh, the Israeli is a military, you know, uh, guard dog in the Middle East. We thought after the collapse of the Soviet Union, and the end of the Cold War, right? We thought Israel would be not really a very important player in the Middle East. Mm. Okay. But the problem is a lot of people don't understand that uh, the support actually come from uh, nearly 50 million uh, American Christian Zionists mm. who believe mm. that uh, had to be a Jewish state for Jesus to come back. The second, uh, second uh, return. Yeah, yeah. he'd be also hanged this time. They said they have ropes for him. First time of crucifixion. This time gonna be hanging. You know. Right. So this money comes from the uh, lobby, who actually motivated by uh, religious fanaticism. Mm. Those who believe that uh, in order to save the world, we need mm. to have uh, repair the Jewish state in mm -hmm. Jews return to Palestine, okay, mm -hmm. in order for Jesus to return. But the second goal of this mission is to convert all Jews to become Christians. Mm. See, it's a, it's a double-edged sword. Mm. One hand, it's good that Israelis believe that it's good that these Zionists support us. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and the other hand, they say, wait, wait a minute, they want us to become Christians. Mm. And uh, Jews, uh, just a uh, general information, Jews and uh, Muslims are likely to convert. Christian mm -hmm. can convert to uh, Jewish or Muslim, but Jews and Muslims do not do that. The nature, uh, what, what, what? Of, the nature of their religion. Nature of the religion, okay. Yeah, yeah. Jews believe that uh, we cannot, we have to have a clean race, Jewish only. Mm -hmm. So if your uh, if your uh, dad Jews, Jewish mm -hmm. and your mom Jewish sorry and your mom uh, Catholic you're not a Jew. 
Mm. Yes. Yeah. If your mother only the mother, only the mother yeah. passes on. on yes. The, yeah. Yes. But you're not. You're also you're not a good Jew mm. because your dad is Catholic. Mm -hmm. You're not not a pure Jew. You're not hundred percent Jew. Mm -hmm. You okay. know. So uh, the uh, Lapi work on this aspect. Mm -hmm. You know, because I'm talking about now after the Cold War. Mm -hmm. If you ask me this question before the Cold War, I will tell you the uh, political and military, uh, obviously, mission of yes. the uh, Israeli, well, Israeli uh, entity yeah. in the Middle East. But, and why, why, yeah, why yeah. Hmm. Yeah. but now, with the, with the uh, demise of the Union, and yeah. uh, the, well, the, there's no Cold War anymore, why mm. the Israelis are still getting support from the United States due to the fanatic? Yeah, Christian, that's, that's, you know, Christian yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, this is a uh, now imagine uh, the uh, Suez Canal, mm. you know. I mean, to them, it was a more of like a marketing, you know. I mean, mm. it's, it's, it's business, you know, it's not because the uh, I mean, obviously, they wanted Nasser to go, there was anti Nasser, mm. that's also one yes. motive, you know. Today, they didn't have uh, Nasser. They have Netanyahu in Cairo. Yeah, I'll see his Netanyahu in Cairo. Well, they make a photocopy, clone, yeah. clone, and they create a uh, copy because Gaza blockade. They come from both sides. Yes, Egypt also blockaded. Yeah, right? yeah, it is blockading. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And even when you uh, travel to Egypt mm. and come back to Gaza, the Israelis through cameras and the computer system, they know who is in and who is out. So the monitor, the, the entrance between Gaza and West Bank, the entry, is through their uh, technology. The Egyptians supply them with all information. If you remember the smuggling of goods between Gaza and Egypt, do you remember the smuggling of goods? Yes, underground, right? Yeah, now it will not work because the, the Egyptian uh, traitor, uh, they dug a kind of like a trench, right. 40, 40 meter, right? And they, they diverted the sea water from the sea to that 40 meter. Mm. So, which Palestinian gonna go 40 meter to dig in a hole? Yeah, that's deep, it's very deep. Uh, and if it's happened one time, it happened six of them got killed, right? Dr right. Drawn in the water. Around the water, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So it's it's to you, uh, the problem with the Palestinian situation in Gaza is not only the Israeli Zionist regime, it's the puppet, the Zionist puppet of uh, regime of, uh, of Egypt, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. I, I went, I went for a week, you know, yeah. uh, to Cairo that time, and I see the situation very bad there, very yeah. bad. Right. I, I think that that's 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 a good point for us to leave it then, because we're going to have to have another one of these maybe next week and, and record all of this and maybe make it a bit of a series um, so that we can tell the full story. Because I think today we've covered, you know, um, how the state works, this conscription role, um, some of the atrocities, some of them committed against you, particularly for doing, being a journalist, being shot, for being a journalist. Um, so I think our next episode, if you're watching and listening to this, is we're going to be talking then about the political side of these things, what political, the Palestinian political organizations, the Arab uh, states and their current role and, and where things are going. So the second part will be about that, I guess.
John. Yes, um, yes, we, we have to talk about the also the Arab British settlement because this is an American settlement in Palestine. The Dubai, uh, Qatar, this is an American settlement and British right, settlement. Right, 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 right. So, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much, John, for, 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 uh, for any, coming and sharing. Stuff. I think this is really interesting. So thank we'll, you. See, uh, we'll see you then for the next episode. Thank, thank you for you watching. For, thank you for inviting me. Richard, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.